When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's amazing to have John Barnes, the uh, Liverpool legend, with us on the Sports Entertainment Network, SEN, across uh, Sydney and Brisbane, John. And uh, you're coming to Australia soon. You've been here many times before, but uh, you've got gigs lined up all around the country. You're in Sydney on January 20. Uh, So no doubt there are plenty of Liverpool fans who are lining up for that one. But thanks so much for joining us from the other side of the world before you get here. Absolutely. It's always good to come. My first ever game for England was in, in Australia, 1983. That's my first cap, my first full cap. I had a substitute appearance against Northern Ireland in the July or sometime like that. And then my first full cap was in uh, was against Australia. So uh, and I've been coming there many times since. You have. You've got such a fantastic relationship with uh, Liverpool fans in Australia. So you're doing a speaking tour on, on January 20. Um, people need to make sure that they get on board for that. But why do you keep coming back? Talk, talk, talk us through your connection with uh, Australian football fans and more specifically Australian Liverpool fans because it seems to be a, a pretty solid one. Well, it's Liverpool football fans particularly. I mean, the way that football has become global now, um, I've gone to Africa, um, Europe, America. I've been to New York many times. Of course, we've got you know Liverpool supporters clubs all over the world. I don't know how difficult it is for people in Australia to, you know, get a a, a, a feel of, a, of of Liverpool because, of course, as you'd imagine, 99% of them have never even been able to come to Liverpool. It's so far away and so expensive. So the fact that, you know, we have to show our appreciation for Liverpool fans all over the world, and of course it doesn't get much further away than Australia, um, means that I think that any player, not just myself, yeah, and Robbie Fowler was out there, a lot of Liverpool players have an affiliation with, with, with um, Australia because they recognise how important the fans are and they just want to give a little bit back. No doubt. Are you going to catch up with your old mate, Craig Johnston, who's the catalyst for so many Liverpool fans here in Australia, of course. Are you going to catch up with him when you're down here? Well, I'm going to try because Craig is all over the world all the time, so I didn't know where he's going to be. Um, but I have his number, so when I'm there, I'll give him a ring and, uh, and see where he is. I don't know because I don't know where – I don't know – is he in Sydney? I don't know where Craig lives. I know he was in Melbourne many years ago, so I'm not sure. He's a Newcastle boy. I think he's based back there now, so only a yeah. couple of hours yeah. I, away. I've got his number. I'll give him a ring and see. I'll give him a ring, but I'd love to see him. I mean, I saw him um, probably last couple of years ago here because he comes to England regularly, but it'd be good to see John It'd be great to see you two reunited. So Adelaide on the 18th of January, Brisbane the 19th, Sydney the 20th, then Auckland the 23rd, Perth the 25th. Go to the X-Player website and uh, you'll find out all the details to uh, see John Barnes in the flesh. Um, You're coming at a special time for Liverpool fans. Top of the league. Probably slightly against expectations, let's be honest. I think a lot of Liverpool fans thought they might contend this season. Not as strongly as they have so far. I mean, how strong should the dreams be right now of another Premier League title? Well, I'd expect them to be up there because, of course, last year we knew we had our problems, particularly from an injury perspective, um, particularly in midfield. And, of course, we strengthened. So I expect us to be I expect us to be first or second. Ourselves on Man City still are the favourites. I'll still make Man City slight favourites if they win their game in hand, they go two points behind us. Because, of course, here we are now in the beginning of January. But I think that the season really takes shape and gets serious around March, April. And that's when you can see the, the, the depth of the squad the, the quality that you have in case players lose form or get injured. And Man City have a, a bigger squad. 
Um, but I expected us to be challenging them because I knew that, you know, the, the problem we had was never going to be solved last year. We needed to change the players in terms of their age. You're thinking of Milner, Henderson, Fabinho, Firmino. And of course, now we've got young players. And from last year, the young players that we got in with youth and inexperience comes in consistency. So you can see the potential they had, but every now and again, you know, they were inconsistent. But now we're showing a level of consistency, which gives me hope. Um, and the consistency I'm talking about is the consistency to get results, even when we don't play well. You look at the Luton game, the Sheffield United game, where we weren't particularly spectacular, but we won. And that's what that's the sign of champions. So, yeah, um, this doesn't surprise me at all. What probably surprises me is, is the fact that Manchester City have dropped so many points. But I'd, I'd expect us to be as consistent as we were this year. And Arsenal dropped points out of nowhere as well. I mean, they played really well against Liverpool at Anfield and then went on this big slide after that. In regards to Man City, do you expect them to do what they've done so many times in the past and go on this crazy run for the last two, three months and turn it into an epic finish? Well, first of all, um, I didn't expect Man City to be as inconsistent as they are. So it's not a question of expecting them to do what they always done. They've never done this. They've always been at the top. They've always been consistent. Um, so uh, I expect them to pick up and not drop as many points as they have, but I don't expect us to either. So I think that we'll push them right to the end. Um, but as I said, March, April is really where you really want to stay, start taking the, 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 the league table seriously. Because, of course, you saw Arsenal last year who were 10 points ahead up, up at one point and they fell away. Um, but I think we have more experience than Arsenal, more quality, that if we are 10 points ahead, we won't fall away. But I don't expect us to be. So it's going to be an interesting season. It's quite amazing what Jurgen Klopp's done to have Liverpool back up there again, not only in the Premier League race, but you know, getting past Arsenal in the FA Cup third round, closing in on another League Cup final. Do you think Liverpool fans have got their heads around what life without Jurgen Klopp might be like? As in, do they appreciate what they've got as much as they should right now? Because when he goes, it can all turn again, right? Of course they appreciate it. They appreciate everything they have. The Liverpool fans love him. But we don't know what life is going to be like without him until he goes. So as much as we can all assume, and the problem you have with that is that we know Jurgen Klopp is going to go at some point, may not be in the next one, two, three, four, five, ten. We don't know when it's going to be. But what we can't do is worry about that. We can't worry about that now. All we have to do is just take care of what's going on now. And from a Liverpool perspective and a fan perspective, be positive and supportive of whoever the manager coming in next to know that we will continue to be Liverpool Football Club because we were there before Jurgen Klopp and we were successful before Jurgen Klopp. And hopefully we can continue to be successful after Jurgen Klopp. Over here in Australia, we're indulging ourselves a little bit and thinking about the possibility when Jurgen Klopp does go, and Liverpool fans certainly don't want that, the possibility of Ange Postacoglu maybe taking over, who was a very big Liverpool fan when he was growing up. Obviously now that's um, in the back of his mind. He's doing a wonderful job at Spurs. What do you make of what he's been able to achieve there so far in the early stages? And could he be a potential fit for Liverpool when Jurgen does bid farewell to the club? He's, he's done a fantastic job at Tottenham. He's brought back a style that they like, an attacking style. But Tottenham are one of the top five clubs in the country. And you don't get managers leave a top five club in the country to go to another top five club in the country. Probably easier for him to have gone from Celtic to Liverpool. But now that obviously he's at Tottenham, who's one of the top five clubs, you don't get managers leaving Man United to go to Liverpool or Arsenal to go to Liverpool or Tottenham to go to Liverpool. That's not really happened. So, of course, from that perspective, um, he's at a, a club who has aspirations to challenge Liverpool. So I, I, would, I would very much doubt whether he would, he would leave Tottenham to go to Liverpool. I mean, the only way he's going to leave Tottenham um, to go to Liverpool, first and foremostly, is, is if he's very successful at Tottenham, meaning that he'll win the league at Tottenham. And if he wins the league at Tottenham, I can't see him leaving the league champions to go to Liverpool. And if he doesn't win the league at Tottenham, or if he's not successful, 
I don't think he'll come to Liverpool. So I know you Australians are we're looking at that, but you know, <laughs> you support the club. Forget the manager, support the club. For sure. <laughs> Maybe the passions he had as a kid. I know he had posters of Kenny Dalglish on his wall when he was young. Maybe well, you know, have an impact. so did a lot of people. So did a lot of people. <laughs> How impressed have you been though with him? How impressed have you been though with him? I mean, the the, the work that he's done. Consulted. Very impressed. Winning over the um the press there who perhaps doubted him at first. Talk us through what the, the reactions have been over there. The reactions have been very good, but I don't know if you know what the English press are like because they've not, they've, they fall away, they fell away if you look at what Tottenham have done. And I don't know where they are in the league, but I don't think they're the top three or four. So there's a lot of hype, but of course now we have to see. And that's the thing, regardless of how well you do, you have to wait to the end of the season. So if Tottenham finished seventh at the end of the season, as they possibly could, would you say that that's a good season because he started up well and everybody likes him? They'll soon turn against him in football if the results don't go. And he knows that. Yeah. So, you know, I don't get carried away positively or negatively because, of course, they were top of the league, I should imagine, or right up there. And now they've kind of dropped off. So I think that, you know, what we have to do is we have to allow him to grow, allow him to develop, allow him to show that he's consistent over a period of time. Because, of course, you know what it's like with the press, particularly here in England. One day you're the best in the world, the next day you're terrible. So, um, and he knows that and he understands that. So he wasn't getting carried away with the initial success he had when they were top of the league. And he's not going to get carried away negatively from the perspective that all of a sudden now they're not in the top four. Of course he won't. He's been around too long. He understands how football works. Um, while there's been some knee-jerk reactions from some to a couple of bad results, Tottenham fans haven't been too bothered. They know they've got an excellent coach. And but were, they, were, they, were, there, were, were there, were there knee-jerk jerk reactions when he did well? You said knee-jerk reactions, but they haven't done well. So were there knee-jerk reactions when they were top of the league and thinking he's a great Tottenham or a great team, they're going to win the league because they've got hands. And so therefore, you can't have knee-jerk reaction both ways. Yeah, exactly. I don't think people were thinking that Spurs are going to challenge for the league title. I think the general yes, consensus they was they've got oh, a very oh, yeah, good manager. I've got lots of Tottenham fans there who are thinking that. Of course. <laughs> because of course league. that's what football fans do. Maybe in Australia, but I can tell you. All my <laughs> friends in London... I've got Arsenal and Tottenham fans and the Tottenham fans in the early days were saying how fantastic it was and they're going to win the league and they've taken over from Arsenal <laughs> because they were, you know, where they were after seven or eight games. That's why we have to be very careful in yeah. terms of from a positive or negative point of view what we think. He's a fantastic manager who needs to be given time and understanding. But as I said, I don't get carried away positively or negatively until the end of the season and you see where they are, yeah. Liverpool included, and then we can come, come up with a decision. Yeah. Ange is remaining very calm and that's the most important that's thing. That's the main of all. Um, Mohamed Salah is having another wonderful campaign. So everyone draws up their all-time Liverpool sides. You're firmly in that 11. Mohamed Salah is undoubtedly in there. When you look at what he's achieved, John, and um, we spoke before about Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool fans, that they got their head around what might happen when he leaves. Do you think Mohamed Salah, people realise just how special a talent he is and what he's actually achieved? Because the stats are mind-blowing. Well, Ian Rush has scored 334 goals. Can we achieve? Ian Rush has scored nearly twice as many goals as him, and he left, and look what happened. So, of course, we do. We appreciate at the time what's actually going on. And, of course, you look at Mo Salah and what he's achieved, and, of course, we appreciate it, and we understand it. But as I said, the club is the most important thing, and the club has been there before and after. We've had players like him before, and we're going to get players like him after. But in this moment in time, in 2024, where we are, he's obviously, undoubtedly, one of Liverpool's greatest players ever. Um, but of, as I as I keep saying, that will then move on as it moved on from the from the Firminos and the and the and from myself and from you know Ian St John before that. Yeah. But of course, because we're talking now, we can talk about what's going on now with Mo and how incredible he's and he's incredible. But once again, we have to find solutions once he's not there anymore, and we know that we will. 
going to be a challenge um, while he's at the African Cup of Nations. Can, do you think Liverpool can get through this period, still top of the table, and then go again when he returns? Well, we can get through this period in terms of playing consistently uh, and getting results. Because, you know, if you look at what we have from an attacking point of view, I don't think that that's an issue. You know, um, when you talk about Gakpo and, and, and Jota and Diaz and Nunes, you know, we have we have players. Of course, we're going to miss Mo because he's our he's our talisman. He's a great player. But I don't think from an attacking perspective, and particularly the way we play, we'll create chances and score goals. Um, the midfield looks stronger. Of course, we do know we're looking for number six, a defensive midfield player. Hopefully, Bicetis can come back. But I think the squad's looking good. And we knew we were going to miss Mo. We knew that he was going to go. So it's not, it hasn't all of a sudden sprung up on us. And I think that from an attacking perspective, we've got enough cover to win football matches. Maybe not to, to score as many goals because Mo's not there. But as we saw yesterday against, and we saw, you know, against Arsenal, we can we can win matches without him. It's great hearing you talk about Liverpool and, and all matters in English football. No doubt, when you come to Australia, you're going to share some stories from the years gone by with the Liverpool fans who, who can't wait to see you in the flesh again. What else do you like doing in Australia? What do you like to get up to when you're uh, you're down here and the shows are uh, waiting to be held? Well, if you look at my schedule, I'm there for ten days, and you look at those five cities and ones in New Zealand. So there's going to be a lot of travelling. I won't get much time to do anything else. Although, um, I think England, uh, Australia are playing West Indies, I think, in Adelaide when I'm there. I think it's Adelaide. So I'm going to try and get along to that game and uh, support my, um, my my countrymen, if you like. <laughs> They're going to need a lot of support, John. I think it's going to be a they struggle will, yeah. for the West Indies over Absolutely. here. We're looking forward to that as well. Um, I'm sure fans would love seeing you at the cricket if you uh, you manage to get down there for a session or so. I'll go over the dates again. Uh, Liverpool fans, if you've been listening to this, you want to see John Barnes in the flesh. That's the 20th of of January, obviously, here in Sydney. Now go to xplayer.store. That's the website, xplayer.store for all the details. Secure your tickets. John Barnes in Sydney, the 20th of uh, January. And there are plenty of other dates as well around Australia, including uh, Brisbane the night before. So if you're listening in in Brisbane, make sure you uh, get there as well if you're keen to see John Barnes in the flesh. John, thanks so much for joining us. Travel safe to Australia. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the shows. And go the Reds. You'll You'll never walk alone. All the best.